Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Confessional Podcast. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined, as always, by trusty producer Jimmy Moran Seleski. Ah, yes, thank you. I was waiting for you to give me that name. Really? Dude, I was waiting, because I I, I like that better than my middle name, honestly. What is is your middle name? Uh, Side Chick. That was the one you gave me last week. And I like this one a yeah. lot more. When someone has to think about one of their names, like uh, that means they're lying. Yeah, yeah, I know. So what's your real middle name? My real middle name is Spanos. Really? Yeah. And you don't like that? No, I do. Dude, you have a great name. Spanos Celeste. You should go by Spanos Celeste, number one. And I'll tell you, and I liked the name. I, the name Jimmy is a good one, too. But if you got Spanos there, it's... Yeah, well, my real name is Demetrius, so that's even cooler. Wow, wow. Just... Turning all the heads right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, we got uh, we got a friend who stopped by the studio, Jimmy. He's he might be chiming in from time to time. Uh, my my good pal Mike Mayhew. Hello, everybody. Mike Mayhew. I wonder, did you you didn't go to Towson High, did you, Jimmy? Yes, I did. I'm a oh. general baby. Oh, well, so uh, did yeah, Mike. Me too. What, nice. what years were you guys? Oh two. Oh two. That's Michael Phelps here, right? Yep. Cool. I was uh 2010, which is uh. Jimmy Moran Seleski's year. So oh. Most people remember that. <laughs> yes, very memorable. Year yep. of the Seleski. Yeah, big year. Yeah, I think I'm class of uh, the drunk history guy. That's how that works. You can tell how old you are. By yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek Waters. Yes, yes. Yes, class of Derek Waters. Right, They right. just got rid of the year. Just Derek Waters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Today, guys, we have a very special guest. This is a friend of mine. Uh, she's, uh, she's, she's, we've been interacting online since the late 80s. She's a, a really cool lady. She does some fashion stuff. She lives in, in West Virginia. And today's her birthday. Will you please welcome Kendra? Yay. Hi, Happy birthday, everybody. Kendra. Happy birthday, Kendra. Thank you. Um, now, Kendra, you, of course, have uh, lived your whole life in, in the state of West Virginia, correct? Correct. And, and, uh, it, it, how is that? And that's kind of part of your heritage. Your family's been there forever, right? Yes. Devilland's Hatfield of the Hatfield McCoys is actually my fourth generation great grandfather on my maternal side. And wow. Morgan Morgan, who founded Bunker Hill during, like, you know, I don't remember if it's Revolution. That's I crazy. Think, Civil War. I can't remember. Wow. But he's I... my eighth generation great grandfather. I work, I work with a McCoy, actually. Uh oh! Yeah. Don't get things started back up, you guys. Yeah, let's not stir this pot let's again, not, guys. Let's I not. Want, I don't see this going well. <laughs> now, Kendra, you um, do you have anything you're, you're working on right now? Creative. I know you you had a, a clothing line that you were you were doing. Is that is that's on hold for now? Yes, it is. It's just um trying to figure out what's going to work in the market right now. Right. But since since you got me digging up like cryptid things we're gonna end up probably doing a lovely line of that awesome cryptid line yeah bigfoot apparel actually 
actually in West Virginia, we have like eight different types of Bigfoot in lore. You have eight big different feet. types of, of big feats. Yes. Big feet. And they are like wow. the way that they classify them is by the different tracks that they've left. Mm. Huh. But all big. Yes, all big. All big. There's no there's normal no, feet. There's no yeah. Small foot, little foot. No. Eight. How do you know there's is, there's eight different types? What are the difference between them? Honestly, it's just the location. Like they're sighted all through West Virginia. Like um, we even have one called the Devil Apple Stealer, who was caught like stealing apples out of an orchard and seen running from the farmer. It was just you know like an eight foot tall furry man running with just a handful of apples. And they called it the devil apple picker. Oh my goodness. Now to be fair, this is West Virginia, so there is a chance that it could have that it could have just been eight feet, but it could have just been four pairs of feet. Right. What? No, eight feet tall, sorry. Oh, okay. Well there you go. <laughs> eight feet tall. Yeah. Uh and this wasn't right. just a drunk hillbilly or something. I, I don't doubt it, all right. You know, who knows what happens when the meth runs off from southern West Virginia into the waters. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, we actually we have a confession from uh, Christopher Russo, York, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've never seen anything paranormal, and I've undecided whether I want to or not. It doesn't work out well for a lot of people. But this area has a big history of Bigfoot and miniature hairy hominid sightings. Ooh, the chupacabra? These are stories of small hairy hominids called apatwitches, apatwitches that used to steal food from people picnicking uh, at Chickie's Rock. Chickie's Rock is near here, and there are always ghosts and cryptid sightings there, uh, as well as odd deaths. There's even an apatwitch festival in Lancaster County, <laughs> apatwitch Lancaster, albatwitch, alba. Alba Twitch. Have you heard of that before, Kendra? The Alba Twitch? No, I have not. Neither have I. I mean, it, like, the little hominids that they talk about, it kind of reminds me of something halfling lore that you'll hear around. Oh, yeah? What's that? Uh, you know, like small people, leprechauns, that type of deal. Like hobbits, right? Okay. Yeah, I hear. Okay. Um, see, here's the thing with me with like these hominid type creatures, like the Bigfoot and the, and the, the, uh, Wick, Wick, uh, Alba Twitch. Alba Twitch. It like, all right, that, that'd be really cool if it turned out they existed, but it would just be like another monkey, right? It would just be like another gorilla or something. Like, it'd just be like, okay, there's like another species of ape that we didn't know about. He's already monkeys. Well, I think hominids are specifically human because humans are a genus of ape. Yeah, right? it's a subspecies. Yeah, so hominids would be humans, types of humans. Like they had like, the Neanderthals. Right. They had, uh, you know, other kinds, <laughs> et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, miscellaneous. You know what they say? You only need to provide one yeah, example it, to further you, your point. <laughs> There used to be like five or six different humans running all around here. Yeah, and some of them were smaller than others. And they weren't just other monkeys. They were like offshoots of humans. Unless you consider us just other monkeys. Well, we are, but we can't like breed with monkeys. Unfortunately not. I've tried extensively. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying a human would be a human if we could breed with it, right? Yes. And that's why we're like part Neanderthal. 
I don't know if that's what makes you human because I don't. I think humans could have interbred with Neanderthals. I know we banged. We did. No, they've proven it. But we no, had kids yeah, together. Yeah. Not all humans have the Neanderthal gene in them. If you do your like DNA testing. Right. But Just lot, Northern Europeans. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And Asian, I think. Yeah, they had a different kind. There was a different kind of a hominid running around really? Northeast Asia. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So that's you know. So what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Kendra, do you think, is it, a, is it a type of hominid? Is it an ape? Or what's going on there? Well, like, the first um, homo sapien sapien, the first one that actually walked on two legs and stuff that we're getting into, um, like, the reason we probably can't find corpses and stuff of them is, like, because they were one of the first, you know, bipedal humanoid species to start actually performing ceremonies for the dead. Oh, interesting. So they bury them and stuff. Yeah, they buried them, decorated them with rocks, and painted them with, like, you know, berries, juices, that type of thing. Like, they did extravagant things with them. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so they had their own, like, form of, like, spirituality, I guess you could put it. If they were smart enough to keep their dead underground to keep away from predators and stuff. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, are we talking about strictly Homo sapiens or before that? Like the Neanderthals or before. So what about like going back how far? All the way back to like Homo erectus or Yeah, yeah Homo erectus was Homo the erectus. first. Yeah. Homo erectus was the OG. Yeah, he was your first uh guy that walked around on two legs. Hence I don't know. Erect. I got I got here Australopithecus afarensis. Then Homo habilis, then Homo erectus. Well, Australopithecus, I believe, was what we refer to as the missing link between <laughs> it is the first one listed. Well, it's yeah, not missing. That was so. Well, it was missing until right. we named it Australopithecus. Which, <laughs> if you ask me, I think the missing link had a little bit better of a ring to it. I think so too. But uh, more, once it was more marketable. Yeah, once it wasn't missing anymore, it kind of sure. Kind of like once you realize the mystery flavor is blue raspberry, it's hard to go back to. It's like the Dixie chicks dropping the Dixie. Yeah, you just, can't just call it the link. <laughs> you know? The chicks, right? Um, but yeah. Now, Kendra. Tell us about some other hominids around West Virginia that you've you've heard about or seen. Actually, most of our cryptids are bipedal, like humanoid creatures. Okay. Like what? Like Mothman, you know. Mothman. Let's get into Mothman. All right. Are you fellas familiar with Mothman? Big Richard Gere fan. <laughs> I did see that movie. I was disappointed with it. I was looking forward I, to it. I, I didn't think it was that I bad. I hated that movie. I fell asleep during that movie. Did you really? I did, and I was disappointed in myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw it, like, in the theater in, like, 20 years ago, and I haven't seen it since, and I haven't really felt the need to. Um, but that book scared the crap out of me when I was younger. My cousin and I used to read it, and uh, I remember her at one point just throwing it because she didn't want, want it around anymore. That was a terrifying book, The Mothman Prophecies. Mm-hmm. Did you read that, Kendra? Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting twist that they put on it, you know, how... Possibly, basically, it was more like a paranormal phenomenon, like uh, aliens, or it was, you know, an omen. Right. So you said you you actually knew people that were in that that bridge collapse. Yes, I actually had some family that lived down in Point Pleasant when the bridge collapsed. Did they live? Did they survive it? They weren't involved in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Wow. How many people died in that? Uh, I do believe it was really? 46. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why did you think it was 99? Like? Isn't there something in the movie 99? Oh, no, it was a plane crash oh. in the movie that was 99 people dead. You're thinking of Final Destination. Um, no, he's actually... No, no, wait. I'm, I'm on the wrong thing. Because there was another sighting of Mothman in Russia, and that was um, in September in 1999 before an apartment bombing. Oh uh, wow! So for anyone who's who's listening and doesn't is not familiar with the Wolfman, it's a it's a rare phenomenon where like the urban legend is connected to an actual tragedy. Like the the bridge definitely collapsed and killed all these people, and then kind of retroactively, people started to think perhaps all these Mothman sightings that we've been having over the past few years have something to do with the bridge collapse. What are your thoughts on uh do you, do you think it's a real thing, Kendra? I mean, let let's put it this way. Um as humans, we all are afraid of things. So it's really easy to kind of, you know, pin a tragedy on the boogeyman. Sure. And I mean, I get that, but it is kind of coincidental whenever these sightings happen, something occurs. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. You got to think, though, these sightings of Mothman started in November 15th, 1966, and they ended December 15th, 1967. So they were seeing this creature for a year right. before anything happened. Right. And the, the, the John Keel guy that they brought in to write the book and investigate, he was there like w- before the bridge collapse, right? Like he was there just for the Mothman. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. So, do you know anyone that's ever said they've seen the Mothman, interacted with him, had a pizza with him? <laughs> no, but you know, I have drunk uncles who said that they've you know seen the green monster. But green monster, you know what's, what's the that's green the monster? Fl- it's the, the wall in monster. Fenway Park. <laughs> yep, he's right. Yeah, the legendary drive to Fenway. Yeah, I'm sorry. What is it, Kendra? Monster is otherwise known as the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, right, right. You know the the first book, the first like cryptids book that I had as a kid that had the Mothman and it also had this Flatwoods Monster in it. Tell us about that. All right. Now, my grandfather then actually live in Sutton, in Gasaway, down in West Virginia. So when we were kids and we'd go visit them, we'd be out in the river that, like, runs behind their yard at night. And he'd be yelling at us to get inside before the monster would come and get us. Wow. So that was always fun. Right. But the Flatwoods monster was supposed to be an alien, wasn't it? Yes, because it was a meteor that was seen in the sky. And actually, that was seen... Between three states, West Virginia, Maryland, and I do believe Pennsylvania. Okay. So there was a meteor, and, and it was seen by a couple of kids, and they went and they got like their mom and went over to the farm to figure out what was going on there because that's where they seen the uh, the light in the sky fall. Okay, right. So they get to the farm. And they notice on top of a hill that they saw a pulsing red light. And they aimed a flashlight at it. And they caught a glimpse of a man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape, like an ace of spades. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they described it as, like, being 10 feet tall with eyes that, like, blue, greenish, orange. And it was, like, dark black and green body with small claw-like hands. Hmm. And then what happened? 
smelled a pungent mist, I guess, like, you know, sulfur, okay. and it nauseated them. And the local sheriff's deputy had already been investigating the reports of a crashed aircraft in the area. Okay. So when he checked the site where they supposedly saw the monster, like, they didn't hear anything, they never smelled anything, and they didn't saw anything. But A. Lee Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat, um, he claimed to discover skid marks in an odd gummy deposit in the field. Odd and gummy that, deposit? Yeah, an odd gummy deposit. That sounds tasty. It does. There should be a, a store called the Gummy Deposit <laughs> at the mall. You know what? I'm down for that. Gummy bears all day long. Absolutely. Gummy anything, really. Really? It had to be more odd, I would imagine. Gummy bears wouldn't be odd. Until, well, you know, they're made out of marrow. So that's, oh, the, okay. that's the weird thing. That is odd. That is the one thing you just... Mm-hmm. And that, there was three of them, which is that odd. was that was a shocker for me when I when I found that. Are out. they really made out of yes gelatin? Yes, gelatin. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is odd. Yeah, man, that okay. was like the last resort of like starving pioneers where they'd like crack the bone open and they suck invented the Welch's. Yeah. Welch's gummies. That's a good <laughs> last resort. That's better than a lot of people's first resort. Yeah, yeah, that's where the gummy worms came from because they mixed with the worms and their stuff. Yeah, stomach. yeah, 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 yeah. Those are underground though, mainly. Now, Kendra, it seems like there is a lot of, of cryptid activity in West Virginia. Do you think it's more th- than most places because of the location or, or what? Oh, absolutely. Um, like I was telling you about how in the mountains where I used to live, we had a lot of elemental activity, which aren't necessarily like human spirits, but, you know, elementals that like cling to the water, the energy and all kinds of yeah, ex- explain that yeah. again. I don't. I don't quite. I didn't quite grasp what you what you were saying with that, but it sounds interesting. Like flowing water causes energy. So when they added like different lines, like sewage lines and stuff, for city water to come up to our mountain, that's when we started getting a lot more activity along those lines. Was the constant flowing of the water that energy? It just attracted them. And huh. like during the mornings, you would look outside and you'd see these like giant white mist almost silhouettes just kind of, I, I don't know how to put it, drifting. Spooky. Along the way, yeah. Wow. I now, guess West Virginia is almost heaven. Yeah. I mean, are, purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost heaven. Or purgatory, if you will. <laughs> we also have a lot of, like, underground rivers and stuff. Like, through Charleston and Harper's Ferry, there used to be tours. You could go under the town yeah. and actually check out these cool, glowing rivers that just went through. Oh, have you ever been down there? No, sadly, they closed before I heard about them. I've, I've, I, I have this memory of going to Charlestown. I've, I drive through it all the time to get to Harrisonburg, but I, I have this memory of uh, going there with my parents. And I remember there's this creepy old church. And I've been meaning to walk around there again. I don't know why I haven't. Why would they close those tours? I feel like I I rarely hear of a tour I want to take, but I would love an (laughs) underground river tour. And they close those down. West Virginia just thought they were getting too many... Too many tourists. Too many. We, we can't gotta, handle all yeah, We got to shut it down. It was just getting wild. We have enough money in this state, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I mean, because we're a lot of like limestone and stuff, we're having a lot of sinkholes and stuff occur. Uh, so I don't know if it's possibly safety issues. Yeah, like I that can. While they stopped. I would be willing to bet that's what it is. I mean, just hearing the words a, underground a, river. A river underground? Sounds that like, sounds safe. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Nothing better than uh, 
being uh, already entombed. When yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. It's already a grave, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah, that does sound awesome. Also, with with Charles uh, Town, I believe, or Harper's Ferry, there was, um, I think, the first submarine was actually used in the Civil War. In there, wasn't what? it? What they use a submarine in the Civil I'm pretty, War? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like this proto submarine that was like the first one ever created, and they used it in the river. And I think they got like shot down and just all drowned. Ah, oh, damn! Big success. <laughs> wow! It's like the Leonardo's yeah. flying machine version. There su- submarines were like death traps forever. I think. I think that was like the they'd give it to like you know the the, the absolute lowest yeah, soldiers, like the worst guys. Yeah, people like floating caskets. I think they would call them. Jeez Louise! Do you know anything about that, Kendra? The first submarine? No, I do not. But I, I do not. I don't like to fly, and I don't like going underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I don't have wings and I can't and I don't have gills. It's not my yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. That's true. No but, fins. Uh, fins are the wing, wings of the sea. <laughs> they really are. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know a term like that that always gets me is when people say like the balls of your feet. Yeah. You know, like they're like yeah. the balls of your feet. Yeah. If my feet had balls, walking would be extremely painful. I'm imagining. Uh we're we're so mature. I did want to add real quick while we're still semi on the subject of Bigfoot, kind of, that there was, and I was Googling furiously this past 10 minutes to find it. You were sweating, I, you were wiping your brow. Mainly just furiously. You grew a stubble. He, yeah. he was noticeably angry. Yeah. He went through a pack and a half. I think my hairline receded a little bit. I'd watched it. <laughs> it's <laughs> gone back. Um, but there used to be, we were talking about, Homo erectus, Homo australopithecus, other types of homos. And uh, there was a Gigantopithecus, which I believe we were just talking about. The Gigantopithecus was this ape that existed in, um, like, Asia. And it was, like, nine feet tall. Wow. Very similar to an orangutan, and this is a real creature. It's not. Okay. A, it's not a speculated creature. Yeah, it was very, a, very violent too, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Aggressive. It was very aggressive, but it was very. It was an herbivore. I don't believe it ate too much meat. Hmm. I don't think. I think it ate mainly huh. meat. I mean, mainly. So it plants. was a dick for no reason. Then it was a dick for no reason. It's just cranky. It's probably why it's extinct. I think it was yeah, insecure. Probably, probably sounds like it. I mean, was, were things okay at home for Athropithecus? Uh, Gigantopithecus. Good God. Um, I think it was jealous of the missing link's name, honestly. Yeah. But um, this thing was a real thing. They have fossils of yeah. it. It's a proven scientific thing, and uh, it went extinct a couple thousand, hundred thousand years ago, or whatever. And they speculate that a lot of the folklore surrounding the Yeti, right, right, central out of Tibet, which became the American abominable snowman kind of Bigfoot esque thing. Abominable snowman being the polar Bigfoot, of course. Sure. And they believe that the the origins of a lot of that lore, Bigfoot sightings and things like that, stemmed from real sightings of this gigantic ape that was nearing the end of its extinction uh, towards the dawn of human. The end uh, of its extinction? The end of its extinction. Isn't that its birth? It's... Uh, no. <laughs> like, well, it's going extinct, and it's getting towards the end of that process. Okay. 
Well, yeah. Well, couldn't you say that for a lot of creatures then? Like, couldn't, like, leprechauns and stuff be based on tiny... My question is how... The folklore for that would have to go back so far, though. We're talking, like, a hundred grand Well, that's... I mean, when you think about it, because that's kind of where I was going with it, is a lot of those things, like, when you watch, like, The Lord of the Rings, for instance, and you see the hobbits, and she was talking about halfling lore. A lot... In the dawn of humanity, when we weren't the only human species present on earth when we were running into neanderthals and tribes of neanderthals and tribes of like the smaller pygmy whatevers and stuff like that there these were real creatures yeah i know they they were real humans and there's a possibility that before written history before we were writing and stuff like that that these stories would be passed down of these kind of like you know these beings these human-like creatures that were kind of like us but not these halfling creatures that were much smaller than us or the neanderthals which were much more stocky and strong whatever and these, this creature that was this gigantic ape. And like, sure. as these stories get passed down from generation to generation, um, the creatures go extinct, but the stories don't. And so now we have a bunch of stories of these mythical creatures that were probably best explained by real beings at some point, you mm-hmm. know, before they went extinct. So I think that a lot of these kind of like pygmy humans or halflings or Bigfoot. Pygmies? Pygmies are real. I mean, I know pygmies are real. I'm talking about like, you know, hobbits and shit like right, that, right. you know, dwarves. I think a lot dwarves of dwarves are real too. I don't believe in dwarves. <laughs> Asian people, you know, these <laughs> mythical humans. <laughs> that I think there is. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that a lot of the folklore has to come from somewhere. Either that or some random dude just invented it. Okay. Or there really I, is a Bigfoot see, somewhere. I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and it's very possible in different situations, but I feel like a giant human is just something that humans are gonna are gonna think up from time to time. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like giants are just a, a, a part of our. Doesn't mythology. require that huge of an imagination just to be like <laughs> us, but bigger. Right. Yeah. But Bigfoot isn't a, just a giant human. <laughs> he has giant feet, but he's also giant feelings. Giant feelings. A yes. giant heart. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Harry and the Hendersons. Don't yeah. mess with his beef jerky. <laughs> no, Never Sasquatch. Sasquatch is, is Bigfoot, right? That's a yeah. Yes, same yeah. thing. I guess. What's what's the difference between? Maybe it's two different types. Kendra, do you know? Honestly, it's there's not much of a difference other than the different regions that these things are found in. Okay. Yeah, there's um, I'll look it up. Uh, orange something is over in I think it's Thailand. I feel like the and NFL skunk apes down in Florida, which is. They're Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skunk ape. It's like the Bigfoot that smells. That it's like Stinkator from He-Man. Is a very Florida yeah. cryptid. Right. Skunk ape. Yeah, it's definitely Oh, Florida. you got skunk ape there, boy. <laughs> I feel like the NFL could use some of these uh, these Mascots. Big, Bigfoot guys. I'm surprised nobody's done the Sasquatch or the Bigfoot. No, or they the Sasquatch. For as, an NFL as team? Like a, as, no, not as a team. But there's like, there's mascots that are. The Philly Fanatic, what is he? <laughs> I think he's just some crazy guy, <laughs> some psycho that stalks people. <laughs> no, there, there definitely was a Sasquatch uh, 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 mascot for somebody at some point. Well, the Philly fanatic's a big green fuzzy fanatic. Well, maybe that's him. Maybe that's the green monster. What's he fanatical about? Baseball. The uh, Phillies. Okay. The so Phillies. He loves the Phillies. Right. Right. Which are a type of horse, but. They decided to opt out of the horse path for their mascot. They went big green. <laughs> That's always a slap in the face when you can't yeah. even like represent your own. Yeah, t- like we're gonna be a female horse. <laughs> no thanks. 
Guys, it is snowing in West Virginia right now. No this way. Is not April it was snowing it earlier is. here. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, in Towson. The West Virginia of Baltimore. <laughs> Towson is not. Cockeysville is the West Virginia. Cockeysville is the West Virginia of Baltimore. <laughs> That's true. It is snowing. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Weird. It's April a... Fool's. It's not. Oh, I just no, realized your birthday is on, on April Fool's. If I was on my phone, I would make a video for you. I or believe you. Because it? it really was snowing here, so too. I just realized yeah, Kendra's birthday is on. And I'm not sure if, Kendra, you're aware of this. But your birthday is on April 1st every year. Just yeah. FYI. So... <laughs> Has, has, has that ever had any well, it's consequences April Fools this year? <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually had to show people my ID to prove that it's my birthday. Really? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I would imagine this has got to be the biggest day for lying about birthdays. I think nine eleven probably. Nine eleven, yeah, maybe. Oh my <laughs> but I was the best April Fools' joke ever because for nine months the doctor told my parents I was going to be a little boy. <laughs> April Fools. And it turned out you were a Sasquatch. <laughs> yes. All right, let's read another one here. This is from uh, Lucas Wingard, Albany, Georgia. Lizard man of scape one swamp. I'm sorry, scape or swamp. This is Lee County, South Carolina. I guess he used to live there. It's a pretty mysterious entity. It's described as a lizard humanoid. Specific traits uh, vary between... very. Pretty widely, from one encounter to another, it's said that the lizard man's appearance have some connection to lunar and solar eclipses. The story I've heard are a lot of car vandalism. People see the thing attacking their car for no apparent reason. Like I said, it's pretty much a mis mysterious phenomenon, probably swamp people bullshit to keep people away from the grow projects and meth labs. There's even some old school moonshiners in there, too. Yeah, how, how much of, of this is just to protect, like, stills <laughs> like hey i mean a lot of these things were made up to keep people out of the woods at night lucas's uh monster sounds like that uh that jerk ape that doesn't even eat meat but just treats everyone like crap <laughs> <laughs> lizard man i feel are, are there lizard uh lizard monsters running around west virginia kendra i i think we do have some type of like Alligator, dragon, turtle thing up in the northern panhandle. Like some type of giant, what's it called, a snapper turtle. Huh. But no ninja traits? No, I haven't gone, I haven't really dug too far into that one. Right. Mm. Giant. It's too bad. Liz lizard, lizard people. That seems to be a thing. Now, are we talking about for just the cryptids, or are we talking about, like, you know, for our enthusiasts? For a what? Lizard enthusiasts. Lizard, reptile lizard enthusiasts. enthusiasts. Though I find uh, them weirder than actual, than actual lizard people. Lizard hominids. Yeah, I, I find them You're less, less believable. You're out by <laughs> on the concept of lizard people. So let me get this straight. You have an egg carton full of crickets in your house at all times? <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, what was your, what was your family like with, with snakes, Kendra? Were you the type that would, would go snake hunting or? Oh, yes, actually. My house was pretty much a zoo. We had figurets, we had exotic snakes, exotic fish. Wow. We even bred hamsters. Hmm. Huh. Hamsters. Hamster but breeding. My, my dad would get mad when me and my brother would come out of the woods with like, you know, a corn snake or something. 
because he'd be like, you don't know what that is. It could have been venomous. It could have bit you. And it's just like, I would have hoped you taught me better to identify animals. You're giving yourself bad credit, man. Yeah. Everybody knows a corn snake is not venomous. (laughs) I mean, plus my cat had like mauled it. So I felt bad. I had to save it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was never, I, you know, I, I'm not like terrified of snakes, but when I come across one, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I get stoked about it a little bit. Like, snake is like, it's not an everyday thing. I yeah, see it's, they're, they're creepy, though. Slithering around, tempting our women with apples. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, if I'm like with a girl at the time, it definitely <laughs> like, changes yeah, d- don't, the vibe. Whatever you do, yeah. Do not trust that guy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And snakes probably thinking the same thing about you. Yeah, snakes don't trust me. <laughs> Certainly not. Is there any uh, is there any snake legends in in West Virginia, Kinder? Any giant snakes running around? No, I mean you can find that definitely down in Florida. Um, where that's the joy of the Appalachian Mountains. People think that it's just particularly up north, but no, it spans all the way down the east coast to Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it goes through Virginia. Goes it goes through Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and the Appalachians are like the, one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world, right? Yes. And one of the longest, right? Yeah, and people are you know knocking us and calling the Rockies better because they're bigger, but we're older. Fuck so. you, Rockies! I yeah. just want to say that Appalachians hey, actually they're, they're, they're have nice people. Yeah, but Appalachians have their own culture, like. You like you guys have your own accent, like like you have like the south like there's the southern accent, but like Appalachia is like its own region where like isn't there even like this Actually, like go on Appalachian people are considered a minority now. Wow. Really? That's wow. that's yeah. awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, that's cool. So you guys should be because getting a hashtag like, any day now. That's awesome. It's a lost culture, like you know, year by year. Everything's getting—I uh, don't know what sure. it's called—gentrification. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that is that is a culture we really don't hear enough about. I find it really interesting. Well, there is, and allow me to furiously Google again, but I remember Whoa. there being a. Uh, Relax. What was that? Oh yeah, yeah I'm Calm sorry. Calm down. Sorry, 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 sorry. There's like a demographic of people that like lives in a very specific part of Appalachia that's like it's their their, their own like kind of like race. Oh, you're talking about the Malungians. The Malungians. Yeah. Do you know about them, Kendra? Um, I've heard of them and I've also heard of like the Moonies. Huh. Don't know the Moonies. The Malungians. It's a thing here yeah, in like I, Jefferson County. I thought the Moonies were like a cult. Yeah. That's Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know they were in West Virginia though. Oh, wait. Yeah, if you turn wrong down the road, like, there's been reports of people hopping in trucks and chasing you down because you came on their property. Well, well, that sounds like a lot of places in West Virginia. But what the Moonies, like, moved there, right? They're from somewhere else? I do believe, yeah. Um, Now, the Melungians are, from what I understand, a tri-racial people. Yes. That no one is even... They're very mysterious people. They're like the Appalachians Appalachians. European, African, and Native American ancestry. There is no consensus on how many exist, but estimates range as high as 200... Two, 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 two two. (laughs) Melungians. Well, they better breed. As high as two. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've uh, never heard of them. Two hundred thousand right now. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like one of the most mysterious people in America, hmm. from what I understand. And, and everybody was like scared of them. You know how like country people were scared of the the mountain people. And mm-hmm. the mountain people were scared of them. Yeah, the well, Malungians. And the what, Malungians. what a crazy concept to be that off the grid in Yeah, well, I, I think of part of it was that they were like way woke for their day. They were like into, they were like cool with like breeding with former slaves and, and Native Americans mm. and stuff. And they like welcomed into their community and they were like, you know. You saw where that got them, guys? People didn't like it. That's why yep. they were forced yep. like back. All the way to the back of the mountains. Well, we've talked about that before on, on this before on the uh, podcast. What about the um, the like weird island even in Maryland where they speak like? Yeah, that is bizarre. What is that island called? I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's like well, a, you can you can look it up. It's over there. Yeah, you ever heard of that one? I'm gonna Kendra? have to get furious again. Strange. No. Yeah, there's like I this... didn't know you guys had an island up there. Oh, we've got a we few, got plenty of islands. We got yeah. the whole bay going on, baby. We're an island folk up here. We got the steel drums going. Isolated Maryland island. Yeah, there's like this really strange island where people... Tangier? Yeah. Tangier. I think it's technically in Virginia. Oh, okay. Tangier Island. They speak like... You can't even like distinguish what they're saying. They have like a whole different accent, whole different everything. They're so isolated. And their their colloquialisms are like almost impossible to understand. I I heard um, the mayor talking on a radio show at one point and he was saying the different sayings that they have and it, it it makes no sense like we we would not be able to understand a lot of things over there wow wow interesting that's so interesting like isolated people are very interesting to me what were you going to say kendra i mean that kind of goes with like people down south creoles you got your yeah. spaniard french and then broken english yeah yeah it, it's regrettable because I feel like a lot of that's going to go away. Yeah, it's with the sad. advent of the a internet, lot of languages and, and accents and cultures are, are going to lose our Baltimore slowly. accent. Hopefully, <laughs> am I not going to be able to go down to Firehouse play some bingo? <laughs> Hopefully, I think. Well, that, the Baltimore know. accent is part Appalachian, isn't it? I mean, isn't well, Baltimore is largely made up at one point of, of former coal miners mm-hmm. that came to work in the factories, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And in the result, the Baltimore accent that we have now is largely considered to be from that. Mm. Yeah, coal, and, and I think Philly has a very similar. I think the Mid Atlantic in general was a big kind of hub for that because mm-hmm. uh, we have a very similar accent to Philly and also South Jersey. It's weird how like how much stuff. Maybe it's just because I'm centric to this area, but like it, it seems like everything happens on the East Coast. Like all the all the historical stuff, like all the legends, all the. Well, all, we were the beginning. I mean, the American, the the pie, the Colin, whatever you want to call them, the, the, the pilgrims. Was, right. Yeah. They came here in you know whatever year that was. They came to the East Coast, and then it wasn't until. Hundreds of years down the line, when we decided to the go Midwest. to the West Coast, they were throwing up the East Coast sign as they yeah, came. Yeah, East Side. We were here originally, so all the original stories of like the original pioneers and stuff that all right, right came from the East but Coast. But I have noticed a lot of like also ghost stories and legends and stuff like that are specifically from around here and Virginia and West Virginia. Yeah. Well, that's because if you think about it, and I do think about this from time to time. <laughs> sure, you do. Everyone that is from California before like large European immigration happened. All the people that ventured out to the West Coast 
Um, they ventured out for gold, right? The gold rush, and, and because the and manifest to, like, destiny, yeah, like land was cheap. They were like giving away land pretty yeah. much to, to people that wouldn't be able to afford it other places. So it's kind of like dreamers, you know, like the people that the people that like stayed on the, the first of all, East Coast is like the original dreamers because they came from fucking Europe, exactly. And then the people that were already on the East Coast were kind of like JV dreamers that were like, well, we're just going to go to the other coast. And so everybody that ventured out to the West Coast is a descendant of somebody who is like. That's why West Coast kind of has that more kind of like like laid back kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, go and find yourself L.A. type of vibe. Whereas the East Coast is much more like hunkered down because everybody that's on the East Coast is like, nah, dude, we're working here. I don't know what is going on over there. I think she just got attacked by a mothman or something. But <laughs> um, I think it was the orang pendek, which is what I was thinking of before. I am an idiot. I said orange. Orang pendek. It's What's the that? Indonesian version of a Bigfoot, but apparently it's, I believe, smaller than us, and it's called the Orang pendek. So it's just like Indonesian. A foot. It's just a foot. Yes, yeah. it's a size, <laughs> size eleven foot. Uh, you there, Kendra? Everything okay? Yeah, I'm here. Sounded rough over there for a bit. We had to mute you. Were you attacked by a cryptid? No, sorry. I had to step outside because somebody's doing unsavory stuff in my parking lot. Ooh, do tell. What that kind? How unsavory salacious. are we talking here? Uh, I don't know if they were waiting for somebody hidden behind the building or if they were trying to dump their trash that we have no room for publicly. Mm, public dumping. Uh, Very unsavory. Uh. <laughs> wow, that's a problem there. Yeah, it is, because we get fined if there's stuff thrown away in there that's not supposed to be there. Who's checking it? Yeah, how do they know what's not supposed to be in there? Like, nobody here drinks Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) We know what you're up to. I mean, a dead dead body or two? I mean, what's the big deal? (laughs) Right. Now, this makes sense. Look, this is from biology class. (laughs) All right, let's read this one. This is from uh, Gania Styles, Baltimore. The Goat Man. One day, the older kids told us he was sleeping in the laundry room of our apartment building. It was about 5 a.m. at the time, so of course I saw him when they pointed him out through the window vent from outside the creepy dark basement laundry room. In my five-year-old mind, I distinctly saw his legs peeking out as if he was slouched, poking out as if he was slouched in the corner behind a washing machine. And in my five-year-old mind, I remember the hooves. Maybe the power of suggestion, knowing what I know about the world, it could have just been some homeless dude sleeping in there for warmth. The 70s, nothing had locks. Really? The Mandela effect is most likely because 40 years later, when I recall that memory, I see the the goat hooves and the jean jacket lump that looked like it was dropped out of the shoulder, but half hidden behind the washer, clearly. And we're sure this wasn't a creepy uncle... In a white snake jacket? Well, not in the 70s. Oh, yeah, 70s? That would have been a very visionary uncle, in fact, <laughs> actually. He's a forward thinker. <laughs> um, well, she's, she's kind of saying it may have been the power of suggestion, you know. Maybe there was no legs. Maybe it was a homeless person's legs. Maybe it was a homeless person with no legs. Well, I, I don't think so, because she saw the legs. Legless and homeless, jeez. Right, yeah. No good. Let's. <laughs> we're going down a uh, social message here. Um, did you ever? You guys ever heard of the the, the Goat Man? We have a sheep squatch here. Sheep squatch. 
Yeah. What's that all about? All right, so this is more of a newer cricket. It started getting seen in, I do believe, 94 was the first reported sighting. Okay. And it was a meat seaman who said that he had been looking out and he saw this big white bully creature come barreling out of the forest and it stopped to drink out of a river. And he said it sat there for a few minutes, but it was woolly. It had, like, goat-like uh, horns, super sharp teeth, and its front um, forearms, are they were, like, paws, like a raccoon, they said. Huh. And its tail was bald like a possum's, but this thing supposedly, like, eight feet tall, and its shoulder width alone is four to five feet. Whoa. That's quite a width. Yeah. That is but quite a he, creature. He saw it run towards the road, and that was the last of that. And then two years, not two years, um, that same year, two kids were playing in their yard, and they saw what was a white bear huh. standing at the tree line. Polar bear. And they had spooked it, and it had run away. And then the next year, a couple had seen a big white animal in a ditch, and they stopped to investigate, and apparently instead of running away like it did for the kids, it leapt out of this ditch and started attacking their car. Oh, my goodness. And so they found large scratches and stuff on the back of their car where the animal had attacked it. Wow. That's and, scary. And uh, what was it? There was another sighting in 99. Okay. And, uh, again, that was a couple campers who were out at the bonfire and they saw this thing run down the hill at them, so they went back into the house, and then it ventured away. Hmm. And then in 2015, I do believe, was the most recent sighting. All of this is in Boone County, West Virginia, by the way. Okay. Um, so in 2015, there was a group of campers again, and one of them had spotted this thing on the hilltop, and that's when they described, you know, it's eight to nine feet tall, it's white, it's got horns, it um, possibly has two to four eyes. It depends on which recant you're looking at. Um, two to four eyes? Yeah. Some people have seen it with two eyes. Some people have seen it with four eyes. Wow. Um, but this thing came charging down the hill after he told their campers to look at it. And they're watching this thing try to figure out how to cross the river that was separating them. So finally it just jumped in and started wading towards them. And, like, I don't know why they're just sitting there, first of all, waiting to see this thing come out. But right. they said that when it came out, it was soaking wet, and it looked like a bipedal wolf creature, more or less, with horns. And then they heard this, like, gut, this guttural screech that could be heard for, like, two miles. And it apparently terrified the creature to the point where it let out a pathetic whimper and then turned back and waded across the river and went back on its way. Wait, who let out the guttural scream? They don't know. Something else did. Mm. Whoa, this sounds like when the T-Rex the attacks the Velociraptors. Yeah. And like a bigger monster shows up. Right. Wow. Two to four eyes, There's though. so many cryptids running around at West Virginia that you might, <laughs> there might be a crossover. Cryptid versus cryptid. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the four eyes is the craziest thing. Uh, to me. Yeah, where would the extra eyes be? Well, it just seems rude that we would, you know. I See, know. it was the couple that had it jump out of the ditch that reported it was four eyes. Okay. 
everybody else said that it was it, it had two eyes, it right. had two pointed horns like a goat, saber like fangs, raccoon paw hands, and then a possum tail. I was right. trying so hard to make like a, a cryptid with glasses joke out of the forest. I'm sure you were. Could so, not yeah. figure it out. And <laughs> Hipster cryptid. Yeah. <laughs> it explains the, the, the little bitchy whimper when he met another cryptid, too. <laughs> oh, man. I need my inhaler. <laughs> Sorry, what's that, Kendra? That water was cold. I could have been calling at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, this creature does sound a lot like the, the goat man, which is very popular in Maryland and I think Northern Virginia. I uh, heard a lot about that guy. There's, there's different. I think I even saw like some special on it on like the History Channel or something. And one guy was saying that it, th- there was an old homeless guy that would scare everyone named the goat man. And they called him the goat. I don't think that was his Christian name, but they called uh, him the goat <laughs> man. And, uh, and then other people said it was, uh, you know, something else or it came from somewhere else. But uh, you guys haven't heard of the Goat Man at all? I have not. No. Nope. Some people say it was like a uh, a goat, uh, like a scientist did an experiment with a goat and came out the other end a Goat Man. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, you know, sounds fly reasonable. style, I guess. Yeah, I trust the science there. I believe that <laughs> did happened. it look like Jeff Goldblum? It's like South Park's <laughs> new bear pig. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's also connected to the Bunny Man. Some people think it might be just a corruption of the a Bunny way, Man. A way cuter version. Who, I'll have you know, turned out to be kind of real. That was one of those urban legends where they researched it, and it turned out there really was a guy in a bunny suit running around with a hatchet attacking people. That is That's terrifying. so sketchy. I have heard about that. You have heard about that, Jimmy? I be- Yeah, I yeah, think that's, I have. That's, I mean, it's not far from here. It's like down, uh, you know, like D.C. suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like because there's all these different versions of the Bunny Man story. There's like the Bunny Man Bridge, like some bridge down there, and uh, you know some of them are like an escaped lunatic uh, dresses like a bunny and, and attacks people. And other ones where it's like an actual bunny human. Um, and uh, but it turns out there really was a guy. There was some guy running around yelling at people with a hatchet and threatening them, and he was apparently wearing bunny ears in the '70s. Like a cop saw him, he like attacked some couple in a car. See, I can actually, like, I don't condone serial killing, but if you're going to do it, I think it is cool when I, you kind of bring on I the, don't the see why more serial killers don't make it fun like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a unimaginative group. It's like, yeah, in movies, it's like serial killers are wearing masks. They've got, like, scary clothes on. they got a scary weapon gun. they got gloves. And then in mm-hmm. real life, it's just some, like, frumpy old weird guy who kills women because they smell like his mother or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, throw on some bonnie ears, dude. Yeah, learn to accessorize. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anything else uh, you wanted to... Do you have any more cryptids to tell us about, Kendra, before we wrap up? We have one more that I got for you. Let's hear it. And it is called the Snarly Yowl, which happens to, you know, frequent your all's neck of the woods in Maryland. Snarly Yowl. You sing now. Sounds nah. like a band name. <laughs> All right, it's in Maryland. What part of Maryland? Hagerstown? Uh, hold on. Let's Gotta be Hagerstown. <laughs> <laughs> it was often seen at the pass where the old National Road crosses a brook and canyon. No, oh, yeah. oh, there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I've been there. There's a there's a, a really good sheets by there. I always stop. For that is Hagerstown. Yeah. <laughs> Hagerstown yeah. brought to you by Sheets. That is actually the official name now. 
Um, what was it? Um, where's South Mountain at? Um, uh, up north, weirdly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> south. Yeah, I don't All know. Right, well, Do you know where it is, Jimmy? No, I've never heard of it. I don't even know where. I I know there's Mount Airy, right? That's a mountain. <laughs> yeah, there, there's more than one though. That's the thing. There's there's more than one in the United States. <laughs> okay, see, that's where I get all looped up. See, yeah, that's yeah. Because I remember you were telling me we we should go see the presidents down in Mount Airy. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's where they were. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is called the snarly owl or the snarly yeah. yell. The snarly yow. Y o w. Yow. Snarly yow. Yow. So what is this creature besides living at the illustrious Brook and Old Nash Road? And the bridge. <laughs> and the bridge. Uh, um, some people have seen it as just like, you know, a phantom black dog. But okay. other people have described it as not black, but a white headless dog dragging a chain from its neck with a blood red mouth, glowing red eyes oversized paws and if that's not intimidating enough for you others claims that it can walk on hind legs and shapeshift its size wait a minute here there's a lot there's let's back the snarly crowl up here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um uh, yeah. first of all how does the chain stay there if its head is missing it'll slide off as soon as he bends down to drink some, out of a puddle mm, that's true I have no don't, don't question for the snarly <laughs> and um and and how is it? It, it does. I mean, it can't be that intimidating if it can't bite you. I'm I'm also laughing at the fact that you know they said that and they said it has glowing red eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, how's it supposed to see you with no head? I'm imagining right, that I, it's. I feel like I could take this cryptid on easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it only gets to the size apparently of a small pony when it grows. Weak. Weak. That's that's a weird cryptid. <laughs> like it's headless and it can stand on its hind legs and it's a dog, <laughs> and it has eyes somehow. Like With it no probably head. it keeps his eyes in like a gunny sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See now, I'm questioning if this is just you know not another cryptid altogether because like some sightings, it's just a phantom black dog. Like it first started getting seen in 1790. People huh? claim to be followed and chased while walking or on horseback. In some instances, the creature just appears and vanishes. How do they know it's not just a dog? I don't know. <laughs> what makes it like... <laughs> well, being headless was like really cool back in no, the day. No, this they thing wasn't headless. headless. Was this guy headless? Well, oh. that's one of the descriptions. Like other People have said it's just you know a large phantom black dog, like a werewolf. And then other people have described another thing as being all white, headless, dragging a chain. Yeah. Huh. Sounds like two different things. Right. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the same creature. I mean, one one just sounds like a dog. Yeah, one, one just sounds like a scary dog. And mm -hmm. one sounds like a, a, a headless werewolf, kind of. An albino headless werewolf. An albino headless werewolf. With a strong, right. strong neck to be able to carry that chain around. Mm-hmm. But um, He's this lady rock. named Madeline Vitton Dahlgren in 1882 wrote a book called South Mountain Magic. So she was and biased. She was, she was just this wealthy widow, and she like made it her life mission to collect all the local legends cool. in the area. I love that stuff. But her book described it 
as a wolf-like beast that could change size, and it mostly just blocked the path of travelers. Um, and the people that she had interviewed was um, a preacher, farmers, their family, and mountain folk. Cool. Um, supposedly, these animals were seen also like during the Civil War and stuff, like as a bad omen, like kind of, I guess, where the hellhound mm-hmm. also comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the um, deal just, with the hellhound? That shows up when something bad's going to happen? Um, actually, there was a story that my uh, daughter's father told me about this old church that his friend lived in okay. in Summit Point where they had an instance with a hellhound. Stuart had gone up the steps, and um, next thing you know, the whole upstairs erupted with the smell of sulfur, and he, like, fainted, like, fell out, fainted, and, like, swore that he saw some, like, black dog up in his upstairs when that happened. Spooky. Now, what is it with sulfur? And also, what does that smell like? Because I don't know if I were to smell it, I would be like, oh, that's sulfur. Well, there's the dump right down the street. Is that what sulfur smells like? Isn't, I think there's salt. I think it's like a sulfur pit. Now It just it straight smells like rotten eggs. I was about to say, it yeah. smells like rotten eggs. Yeah. Now, there is also some uh, weight, gravity, to the ancient Greeks used to have the oracle, which is a real thing. I think it was the oracle at Delphi. And uh, it was actually just kind of like an opening in the rocks that was emitting these noxious gases where people, they didn't understand it to be that at the time, but Mm. people would go Mm. there and it was like this religious ceremony where you go to the oracle and that's what they would do to figure out their next move and have like this spiritual kind of connection with the gods or whatever. And in reality, they were really just uh, like hallucinating from these noxious gases, which I believe sulfur was it or one of them. Mm. Um, So... Perhaps that the reason why so many of these cryptids are associated with the smell of sulfur is that perhaps people are maybe having a hallucinogenic reaction to sulfur and then seeing some crazy shit. Okay. What do you think of that, Kendra? Is that possible? I mean, I don't see why not. I I mean, you you snap people out of um, being knocked out and stuff with the smelling salts and that's sulfur. Oh, oh, okay. So wow. that's what sulfur is. Now I know. Okay. Well, um, I, I have. There's another thing in West Virginia too. I'm not sure where this is. Where it was like a holy lake where you're supposed to like swim in it and you'll feel the presence of God or something. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's full of um, of uh, what's that chemical called? Lithium. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, bipolar medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard? You, you haven't heard of that? Um. No, but, you know, we always have issues with there being birth control and everything else in the water from people <laughs> not disposing of medications properly. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just throwing birth control in the water. I thought you were like, the go- yeah, the government is putting birth control in our water now. <laughs> <laughs> First fluoride, now this. Jesus. <laughs> what is this? I'm trying to look. Uh, see, I typed in holy lake to see if there was any type of thing. And for some reason it's giving me holly river and a bunch of other stuff probably because you might have spelled holy wrong <laughs> <laughs> keen observation <laughs> did you find it kendra no no i did not okay <laughs> 
All right. Anything else we want? You know what I want to ask you real quick, Kendra? Uh, What's up? What about witches? Are there, are there any back back mountain Appalachian witches that I should be worried about? Because that's scary to me. Oh, I mean, you can you can look up hate magic. Yeah. Like there's there's a ton of like. West Make sure Virginia you get that H, not the T. Like <laughs> Always spell H, not a T. Um, like magic. You would paint your doors a hate colored blue to keep out bad spirits. Right, and that was that's like the the West Virginia version of a haunt, right? They're saying hate. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, and also like isn't there like bogmen, like boogeymen? They call them like bogers. Um let's see. Hank, yeah, is a southern word specific for ghosts and evil spirits on the coast of the Carolinas. Uh originating Gulaguchi people, descendants of African slaves in Carolina, Low County, and Barrier Islands. Hmm. So Hank magic is actually derived from African magic. Oh wow! Ooh. Huh. So it's... that that might actually tie into what you guys were talking about earlier. The um, what what people were we talking about? The Melungians. Yeah. So that could have started with them. Yeah. With native African and European right. descent. You know, some people have claimed that Elvis might have been a Melungian, as well as Abraham Lincoln. I believe Abe. Because he was honest, he wouldn't have lied about something like that. But well, I Elvis, don't, I don't think I mean, either I feel of them. Like Abe definitely it. has some type of native in him. Yeah, with those cheekbones. Absolutely. Elvis looked pretty uh, standard guy. He, to he me. had a little bit of uh, he had a, he had a little tint to him. I think. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had some like uh, flavor, but yeah, it, it's like an olivey color skin. I think a lot of them, a lot of them have, uh, but a lot of them are like like their features look completely white, but their skin is black. Whoa! Yeah. See, that's crazy, too, though, because, like, my family is uh, Yugoslavian. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, my dad and my brother, they are significantly, like, darker than me. Hmm. Like, the men in our family are darker. And when my brother gets, he, he has, like, a green hue to his skin, more or less. Really? I'm going to get that checked out. <laughs> like, it's an olive. Yeah, they're more olive right. were, were the blue people in West Virginia... Kentucky. Oh yeah. You think? Are we not thinking of Kentucky bluegrass? We're talking Kentucky blue people. Blue people. Oh, I, I can see how people. you would think I'd mix up grass and people, <laughs> but yeah, I was talking about humans. Okay. So they just got blue everything. Yeah. Down. No, there's blue people down there. Like b- legitimately blue. Legit blue. Like the blue man group. Exactly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. they're like they have like a blue tint to their skin. I gotta see this. Yeah, you can look up the Melungians too. They're interesting. This I gotta see. <laughs> Blue now. people of Kentucky. All right. Well, this has been a whole lot of fun, you guys. Thank you so much, Kendra. You've been very insightful and an excellent guest. No problem. I enjoyed sitting in, talking awesome. to you about these cryptids. Awesome. We'd love to have you back sometime. And uh, again, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kendra. Thank you. And thank you, Mike, for stopping by. Yes, thank sir. you, Jimmy. Thank you and for having we'll me. And we'll talk to everyone next time on The Confessional. <laughs>